Welcome back. Happy to have you here with us. Lou, happy to have you. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Looking forward <laughs> to this, as always. So we're going to be continuing with Chapter 16. We are now today doing verse 13 and 14. And verse 13 says, today, Krishna says, today, the, the Asura is talking about the Asuras, saying, today I gained this. I will get this object of desire. This is mine. Also, this wealth is mine. And this wealth will continue to be mine in the future. Today, this is gained by me. I will gain this that is pleasing to me. This wealth I have now. This wealth I will also have later. You okay, Lou? Yes. Okay. Yep. So verse 13, this one that we're doing, talks about the physical level about what wealth he accumulates. You'll see verse 14 talks about the mental attitude, and verse 15 then talks about the intellectual attitude. So on a physical level, wealth equates to sense objects because you can exchange wealth for sense objects. You cannot exchange wealth for knowledge or peace of mind. So such an asura, a demon, acquires, accumulates, hoards, to preserve his wealth. Corporations say, what are my basic bottom line assets? How much is in the treasury? Today I have this much. Tomorrow I want this much more. In the future I want even more than that. This attitude goes on throughout life. The passion is never saturated, satiated for wealth or beauty, etc. So the wealthy seek more wealth. The beautiful seek more beauty. The famous seek more fame. The powerful seek more power. It's never enough. <clears throat> Very few rare cases where they say, I just want to retire. I want to <laughs> go. I had enough. Enough of this fame. Enough of this stardom. Enough of this movie star popularity and enough wealth. I just want to go retire and fade into the... Very few. Mm. Swami Ramatirtha. Very famous Swami very well written. His books are absolutely amazing. His lifetime, if you ever read it, uh, it because he came to the United States, he was here a long time as a youngster. He died in his early 30s. Um, he spoke very eloquently and beautifully. And he makes a point about why is it that we keep seeking more and more and more. He says that essentially we are Brahman, right? We are the supreme being. You are, I am, we all are, the supreme being. Therefore, we need nothing. We are completely satiated if, if, if we knew ourselves as the supreme being. But we don't. Therefore, we believe that our happiness, our fulfillment lies on the outside, in the outside world. We feel that we will get our happiness, that what we should have gotten by being Brahman, we will get it if we accumulate more of what it is that we think is going to bring us that fulfillment peace, that making of being perfect, being infinite, being whole, being unending as the self with a capital S. That's your real original self. You're not going to find it in wealth or power or beauty or fame. Asuras and demons that you know, you know yourselves who they are, they're very calculating about money, about property, about possessions, movable and immovable. They are known very carefully by the Asuras. They know calculating wise, day to day, how much wealth they have, how much they've lost, how much they're gaining. Every day he, 
the surah counts what he has, what he has lost, what he has gained, and he measures it, measures it against his plans to acquire more, to gather more. <clears throat> he adds up how much he has now and also calculates how much he will have later. Now, in order to gain something, you've got to take it away from somebody. You can't take it from the trees. You can't dig into the ground. Not anyway, not today. You can't get gold from a mine and say, if you're taking gold, you're taking it from somebody else. Mm -hmm. So this is the corporate philosophy today. The whole aim is to accumulate more and more wealth. What are my current assets? What are my plans for future accumulation? You instill that into your employees. I remember the term SWOT. Are you familiar with that, uh, Lou? I don't think so. Well, even in a hospital where things should be where you are looking to heal people, and that's the main goal, of course. But even hospitals think about assets and current assets and retirement funds and uh, wealth. So SWOT means S is for strengths. What are your strengths, they would say to the corporation. What are your weaknesses? That's the W. What are the opportunities for us to make money out there? And what are the threats? Who is our competition? See, this mm -hmm. competition will come up in the next verse. The threat. That's a threat because you have another hospital over there. Sick people are going to go to that hospital instead of this hospital. That's a threat. So that attitude of corporate and personal saying, I want, I need to take it away from somebody else. It, asuras are always looking to take from other asuras. One asura has to take advantage of another. This is why it's also very important. The scriptures say, if you're a godly person, stay away from asuras. You're no match for them. They will take advantage of you. Take, they will take from you. Same thing with if you're a hospital, if you're a nursing home, if you are a one that a corporation that is run by a decent person and a surah will take advantage of you. You've got to be careful. Verse 14, this enemy is destroyed by me. I will destroy other enemies also. I am the Lord. I am the ruler. I am the enjoyer. I am successful. I am powerful. I am happy. This is what Krishna says, asuras say. Verse 13 spoke of an asura's desires for wealth his yearning for money and craving for money. Verse 14 is about his mental state, his attitude towards other humans in a very egoistic and destructive way. Enemy here means any competitor, a person from whom he has to take money. He develops antagonism towards these other people, hatred towards them, anger towards them, ill will. Why? Because they're their competitors. Jealousy competition, all of these. And you've seen this yeah. in corporations. You've seen this in people without reason. You just don't like him or her because of what he has that you want. He, the Asura, assumes himself to be a lord, an enjoyer. I should be enjoying everything that you have. You should put at my feet so I can take it and enjoy. I, he thinks he's all powerful and he's all happy. But selfishness, acquisition, aggrandizement do not result in happiness, nor do they result in lordship. People may flock around you, friends, neighbors, family, and praise you. There's this Middle Eastern story 
in the Arabian Nights about how when somebody's throwing parties all the time, people flock to be around him and laugh and drink wine and laugh at his jokes, even if they're not funny, because he has money. The minute he loses all that wealth, they all disappear. So you can't buy respect nor lordship unless you really earn it. Earn it not by money, but by your deeds of selflessness. Those only develop from selflessness. When you sacrifice your personal interest, remember this, you have to sacrifice your personal desires, your personal selfishness, and your interests at the altar of a common cause. You say, what is your common cause? Get homelessness people off the street, get poor people off the street, feed them, give them clothes, warm clothes, feed the children, whatever it is. When that becomes your common cause, at that altar, you sacrifice your personal needs, your desires, and you will get respect, you will get the lordship, you will get the love, and you will get wealth, believe me. Such a selfless person makes no demands. He is dispassionate. He is disinterested towards the end goal. Dispassionate doesn't mean not to have passion. You can be passionate about what you're doing, but not about the end goal. You right. can be interested in what you're doing, but not about how much money you make or how many homeless people you get off the street. There are no demands of such godly people upon others. The only demand he makes is upon himself. That quality of renunciation alone gives real power and real peace and real wealth. So an Asura allies himself with others like him. He says, I'm an Asura, you're an Asura. We just say, oh, we're all business people. Such a person then with these allies destroys other Asuras at his own level first. He destroys them. That's what he says, this enemy is destroyed by me. And then he focuses also on those who are less than him. Now, why do you have to do that? You made enough money? No, that person has money, I'm gonna take it from him, I'm gonna destroy him also. Like a loan shark who destroys people who need his help because his only goal is to amass and accumulate money. The poor become poorer and the rich become richer, as we've seen in, in many of our countries. The Asura thinks that there is no one equal to him. Everybody else should look up to him. He should have all the enjoyments at his feet. That in Sanskrit is aham bhogi. I am the one who enjoys, I alone. Because he is wealthy, people court his friendship. His family, his friends, employees, all make him believe he is so great. They praise him and he believes it. Mm -hmm. He uses his wealth to give to those people, not who need it. <laughs> this is interesting. He doesn't give it to poor people, homeless people, and maybe some just to show, but really his wealth goes towards other Asuras who are going to help him in conquering more. Right. Business people, other business people, gives them, gives them business, invites them to parties. He gives it to law enforcement to the police, to the courts, to the judges, to the mayors, so that he courts their influence and their power to make himself more rich, more powerful, and not get in any trouble. He gives it to judges and lawyers. He looks down on others. He feels that they are meaningless. 
they have no stature, they're not worth anything. Such a person is miserable inside. Such a person carries these thoughts, these ideas, these ways of dealing with people into their next life. And we've also seen that pure people, godly people, carry that into their next life. They're born, <clears throat> and you see them, that from a very early age, they're just very godly, nice, decent, good people, not having a bone of an asura in them. None of these qualities are attribute to them. So we're completed with verse 14, friends, and we'll start next time with episode 181, uh, verse 15 onwards. Thank you so much. Hope to hear from you.